Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Just me at the top of the show to say a few things about the tours that I'm about to embark on. So if you're in Adelaide, Launceston, and Melbourne, make sure you go to joshhell.com.au for the shows that I'm doing in your cities. So a mixture of stand-up and um, podcasts, and also Brisbane as well, but that's in May, so you've got a bit of time there. Uh, so that's all I need to say about the shows. They're, they're selling, they're on sale. Go there, find the tickets, buy the tickets if you're in those cities. I'd love to see you there. Also, this Saturday, I'm doing a live at Don't You Know Who I Am at Comedy Republic at 5.30. The lineup is very good. It's Matt Stewart, Cal Wilson, Durok Jazz Singer, and Grace Jarvis. Heaps of fun those four so i'm looking forward to that one so if you're in melbourne come on down support comedy republic such a great venue also if you're not in these cities uh, or towns you'd like to support me you can always be a patreon subscriber so go to patreon.com slash dykwia that's patreon.com slash dykwia podcast go up every single week top five the week's one i did just this week just gone uh was a very funny one with mish witrop where we talked about high school memories Super funny. Uh, so that goes out every single Sunday or Monday. That's all I have to say. Thanks for supporting the pod. We're down to the final 10. Final 10. And then it's only going to go monthly on the Patreon. So that's why it's a good reason to join the Patreon. Anyway, enjoy this episode with Daniel Walker, Daniel Connell, Erin Michelle, and Alastair Trombley Birchall. Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, I discovered I share my name with a 24-year-old Plymouth architectural assistant who's currently studying his master's and has one of the most comprehensive LinkedIn accounts I've ever seen in my, what, seven years of like researching on LinkedIn. Even got his high school work experience on there. <laughs> Nothing to do with architecture. He, worked, he went and worked in a car yard for a week. Down there. Does he, on you. And do a lot of his buildings look like cars? Yeah, <laughs> he just builds cars. <laughs> mm. Did anyone remember what their work experience was before I introduce you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, you go, Danielle. Oh, no, you go. You were speaking first. Okay. I did uh, building with my uncle uh, in oh. Newtown for two weeks, and uh, he hated me on the job site because <laughs> I did nothing. Did you get paid at the end of it? He gave me like 200 bucks cash from that. Yeah. Room. We got in our school, kids found out if you do it at a certain place like building yards or the butchers, you got paid. So a lot yeah. of people went, I'll do my work experience at the butchers. <laughs> what, what did you do, Danielle? Um, I went to the local government and worked in the landscaping area for a week um, to like because I, I quite liked plants and I thought I was going to be a landscaper. And then at the time, I was very into making my own, my own jewellery. So um, I also bought it in and sold them some of my jewellery while I was working there during the week. So it was actually pretty lucrative. Erin, <laughs> do you remember yours? 
Um, well, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, so they weren't preparing us for the workforce. Oh, so <laughs> more home ec stuff. Yeah, we didn't get to do it. Um, yeah, they just it just <laughs> never came up. And then grade, yeah, same as in grade 10, like someone was like, oh, when do we get the sex talk? And they're like, you've had it already. <laughs> because we labelled the vast deference. It's like, oh, right, we're not getting what we need out of this high school experience. <laughs> Al, do you remember yours? Uh, I didn't do it in high school, but I had to do it for engineering at uni. And um, they put me in an engineering firm and they did it for a few weeks. And then I remember having a, a discussion with the IT guy in the tea room. And I was, and I was like, ugh. I dread coming into work every day. And he's like, that's not a good feeling to have. <laughs> I went, oh, maybe I won't be an engineer. <laughs> Who are these voices? Let's introduce them now. Our first guest shares her name with a Melbourne personal trainer. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Danielle Walker. You. Yes. Thank you. Great. Hey, how you been, Danielle? <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's been good, actually. I've really enjoyed it. Um, my life. Oh, that's since good. We last spoke. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> also joining us is a man who shares his name with a lecturer at the Adelaide Central School of Art. Please welcome back to the pod. It's Daniel Connell. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everybody. Have you I, heard of um, this Daniel Connell before? Uh, too much, to be honest. Uh, he's the pawn in my side. <laughs> I get so many emails from students asking uh, me, Dr. Connell for references yeah or, i was gonna uh, say he's a doctor yeah yeah questions on uh yeah always get i'd get two a month to my personal email for this Do you guy ever respond yeah i just say sure. i tell i just pretend i'm him so <laughs> <laughs> you failed um yeah i just yeah i pass them on to his yeah and if you look at um because I, I looked him up online and he's got a Wikipedia page and his Wikipedia um, his Wikipedia website is my website. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think in lies the problem right yes. there. Yes. Hey, our next guest <laughs> shares their name with a Canadian poet and a visual artist. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Erin Michelle. Hey, it's me. Do you know this Erin Michelle? Erin Michelle? No, but she's in my turf. I know, that's what I was going to say, because you also do poetry and you do art. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. There's (laughs) like, I had an Instagram page that was Erin Michelle Art, and then I went on a social media um, cutout, purged everything, deleted everything, uh, got rid of my smartphone, and then started doing comedy, and I was like, no, no, I have to go back on social media. (laughs) And some seventeen-year-old has my has my at because I was stupid and didn't like save save my. Oh. I didn't just make a blank account. Yeah. So what's because no. yours is now? Erin <laughs> makes creative choices. Yeah, I'm going to change it soon. <laughs> yeah. So all the branding's gone off. It's all wrong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. And finally, the man who's the only person on the internet with his name, but I did find and Alastair Trombley on LinkedIn, who lives in Melbourne and worked as a recruiter for Acceleron. That's me. That is you. Okay, because I was going to (laughs) say, it does sound out like that's a name that you and Andy Matthews, your comedy partner, would come up with for one of your comedy shows, like Acceleron. Well, I mean, that was a company. The the guy tried to screw me at the end. I was like, I was like, I was just desperate for a a job. And then I just, I found some 
I found some ad and the guy was like, I used to be an engineer. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I could guess I could recruit engineers. And he called me up and he thought, because I had a, a double barrel last name, he's like, you know, that's a, you sound like you're blue blooded. I think people will respond to that, you know? <laughs> and then, and then by the end he was like psycho, the company collapsed and things like that. And then I was like trying to get my money back and I was texting him and he was like, the company's liquidated, you know, fuckhead or whatever like that. And I was like, you're a bad person. He's like, if you ever contact my staff again, because I was trying to like find out how we get our last paycheck. Anyway, <laughs> but then you just contact the liquidator because they have to put it somewhere. You yeah. know, they have to publish it. You contact the liquidator and you say, oh, this person, you know, uh, owes me money. And then I sent them like I sent them like the text messages he sent me and like because <laughs> you need proof that that I don't know that that they owe you money, but. I think I just said I just need like you know four hundred bucks and look how much of an asshole this guy is. Was this guy's <laughs> name Ron? Is that why the company was called Acceleron? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a much better name. I, I feel I fear. <laughs> Don't say my, his real name then. Yeah. Just yeah, just because he's. Yeah, I think he was independently wealthy. He yeah. Acceleronged you. Yeah, he Acceleron <laughs> fucked me. <laughs> All right, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Me. What are you going to do? I'm going to read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who wrote these, they're all from Twitter. Buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you're right, a point to the person who actually wrote it if you're incorrect. So you can't lose points. So, so get in quick. Here we go. Okay. Question one. Leighton Hewitt has had a sunburnt nose for 20 years. Alistair. Yes, Alistair. Is that a Daniel Connell? It is Daniel Connell, yeah. The point there for ATB, yeah. Um. Yeah. He has, I, I also suffer from having a bit of a red nose all the time. And it's yeah. always the sun. Does your nose poke out further than your forehead? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I've got, I've got quite <laughs> it a little does. nose. Yeah. Well, most noses do poke out the, quite further than their forehead, don't they? Oh, well, I don't know. Can we look? <laughs> yeah, that's I, don't I think I think you're thinking of Neanderthals. When I go on profile, <laughs> I can't see you guys' profile because my I know, face that's is what I was trying slow. to look back. I was hoping Zoom might be a, bit, a little bit slow, but it's not. Have you ever, for a single day of your life, thought of putting sunscreen on your pink nose? <laughs> I do. I have to use a certain brand of... I'll actually say now. I have to use Invisible Zinc. That's the only sunscreen that actually works on my body. Otherwise, everything else I just burn. <laughs> Nice. It's that weird tazzy skin. Did you um used to push your nose up into a pig snout a lot at all? No, I was never really. I was a nose picker as a kid, like real big nose picker. Yeah, okay. Up until yeah, like ten, which is too old. I used to push my nose up into a snout, but then there would be like a line, and and it stayed there. So I had to stop doing it to to flatten the line out because I I put my nose into a snout so often <laughs> that I caused a line. <laughs> what was your motivation for this behaviour? Oh, uh, I used to think that if I like sort of like um like pushed my nose up and pushed put my eyes up and then like talked I'd look like a who from the Grinch oh. like that and then I'd just like run around the house and, and yell at my sisters like that did you ever tape it up yeah. No, I never taped it up. I didn't think about that. Also, you know, I don't know how well we were doing financially. I don't know how Dad would have felt if I used all his electrical tape on my nose. And but your family also slaughtered pigs, right? Yeah, so yeah. I could have just, I guess, taken them down the pig pen. <laughs> Not as funny as a human pig, though, is it? Hey, question two. All through primary school, where I grew up, we did poetry at Steadford. It was choir for spoken word. 30 children reciting poetry in unison, the way poetry was meant to be heard. Daniel. Alistair. I heard Daniel first. Yeah. Aaron. No, that was Daniel Walker. I put that for Daniel. <laughs> yep. Tricky. That was, did any of you do that 
as well? No. We had a Steadford, but it wasn't poetry a Steadford. Oh, it's so much fun. As a kid, like, you'd, your teacher would almost be like a choir master and you'd have to, like, she'd, like, be, like, softly and then make you make it bigger and then you'd have to roll your R's um, <laughs> as a choir. It was It's absolutely oh, insane. And yeah. when I go back to Townsville, I always look to see if, if there's any Estedfords on because I always want to go <laughs> and watch the kids. Because you can't imagine a group of eight-year-olds or seven-year-olds, it's yeah. grades one to, like, four or something, like really little kids all trying to speak in unison. Yeah. For a brief moment there, I was doing a fair bit of emceeing of uh, high school poetry, like uh, slam poet competitions. Great. And, and it's just a bunch of kids who don't know anyone who can make beats, just <laughs> saying their <laughs> raps. It's very it's inspiring. When Danielle, when you first started saying this, I thought that I didn't realize that you, you meant everybody was saying the same poem at the same time. I thought it was just your teacher's way of getting people to write poetry and then not have to listen to the individual ones. And so it's just like, all right, now everybody read your poem all together now. And it's just like, hey, this is a bit of a long one, so wait to the end. Okay, here we go. Realise that all my upstairs neighbours' showers are directly above my shower and now I'm terrified of the day we all fall one by one through the old floors onto each other's screaming naked soapy bodies, shattering tiles like terrible dominoes. Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Is that Erin Michelle? That is Erin, yes. A point there for Danielle, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I just... Because when you... When you hear someone flush a toilet or have a shower, you can, from above, you can hear it in yeah. my apartment. So I heard them start to have a shower just as I had to have a shower, like yeah. I was running I, time-wise. So I was just like, oh, now I just have to know that there's this soapy body, like right one meter, one and a half meters above me is a soapy naked body that, and and I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't trust four <laughs> different stacks of naked bodies on each other. That is, that's a recipe for <laughs> tile cuts. That is a recipe for slips. They could all. What if there's a loud bang and we all slip at once? That kind of shockwave on one building. It's not a not a new building. Joe. I can't. I can't remember who did it, but someone said it on this show, and maybe listeners will help me out. But someone said that they lived in an apartment block, and the people on like the third story if they flush their toilet sometimes it would end up in the toilet on no that is me that's you <laughs> what happened was i did a i did i don't know what i'd been eating but i did a poo that would not flush it would not flush it was like the biggest one i've ever done in my whole life and i finally managed to get it down and then just before I went to leave, there was a knock at the door and it was from a neighbour to say that my poo had come into their toilet. And <laughs> How'd they know it was yours? Toilet. How <laughs> did they know it was yours? Well, I guess because I'd been flushing the toilet for quite a while and okay. similar to you, you could hear it. Right. Um, also, it was a massive just, turd, so it she was, was a making a few <laughs> noises so they could hear. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they said they, he came up and was like, uh, yeah, your poo's in my toilet. Um <laughs> Could you like not use the toilet for, for like uh, a bunch of hours? We're get, we're gonna get the plumbers over to like try and work out how to stop stuff from ending up in our toilet. And I was talking to Matt. I think it was Matt Stewart. I think he said he was in the shower once. Okay, actually, you might have to check this. I think it, it was either a fear he had, or it actually happened where a poo came up when he was in the bathtub. Oh. 
now if that is if like that push the plug out <laughs> yeah, i don't know he, he just shit himself in the bath he just shit himself in the bath that's what yeah, happened to him if that's this information if this information is not correct daniel i don't want like paul simon leaving spotify or some old singer leaving spotify <laughs> because my yeah i've got a podcast that has misinformation on it so that's i'm very sorry like- that's how people in prison communicate with each other. They're like, they put a note in their shit and they flush it down and it goes into the other toilet and they're like, ah. Uh, Send me question. some cigarettes like that and then you shit and it goes up. Question four. Because birthdays around Christmas are so annoying, we should ban all fucking in March. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Daniel. No, that was Alistair. Point oh. there the ATB. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm up for a, a March fuck band. <laughs> <laughs> you make so many fuck bands that you couldn't remember this specific fuck band that you I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to push fucking out. You, need a, you <laughs> need a name for it like No Nut November has. You need something else. Yeah. Um, you know, March instead of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, question five. I love seeing businessmen drinking their little itty-bitty takeaway espresso shots, thinking they're hardcore. I smile at them and say, mmm, yummy baby Chino for the big baby. Alistair. Daniel. Yes, Alistair. It's Danielle. Yes, it is Danielle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that's funny when you see them with the tiny little cup? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen them with the takeaway one and they get the little sippy bit on top? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> can, I, can I ask the three? Because three of you all buzzed in for that one. Were you all going to say Danielle? Absolutely. Was mm-hmm. it the word yummy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, just the way, yeah. Well, when I read it, I thought that sounds like Danielle. <laughs> mm. For some reason, I, I can just see that Danielle finds businessmen cute when they do little <laughs> things. I, I do. I think they, I, in my mind, I know that people are supposed to look at them like, I know people look at them like, oh, that's a man and he's got a job and stuff. But I look at them as kind of like little pathetic men. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, oh, off to sit at your desk and do some little typing. Boys in costume. Oh, <laughs> <Horrible> man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also another long one. Here we go. A teenage boy sits in hospital waiting to be tested for COVID-19. A doctor enters before speaking, quickly removes her mask to scratch her nose. The boy sneezes on the doctor. They look at each other in shock. The boy says, did somebody say KFC? Cut to boy and the doctor eating a two-piece feed. Aaron. Yes, Danielle. Is that uh, ATB? No, that's Daniel Connell. Put there for Whoa. Daniel. I would never expected such a wordy, um, <laughs> like a scene. It's a sketch. <laughs> Had a lot of time on my hands. It was good. <laughs> Did you get COVID, Daniel? I ha- I've dodged it so far, knock on wood. Okay. Yeah, cool. So too. you're not speaking from experience, like? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just went for the those KFC had the they were big at the time. I think it was like even last summer that one. Yeah. You must have dug very deep there, Josh. Yeah, I, I like to. I like to get through it all. <laughs> get a real sense of the person. All right. Question seven. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that there is no comfortable temperature. Alistair. Yes, Alistair. Is that Aaron? That is Aaron. Yes, what they for ATB. Yes. Yeah. I knew I was done for. <laughs> <laughs> every every one of your your tweets has got a, a sort of a, a, a poetry to it and it's you're giving yourself <laughs> away. It has the subtext of I have never been comfortable for a single moment. And sometimes I just say that directly. <laughs> Cuz you're from Queensland originally, aren't you, Aaron? Yes. So what would we say would be the if there was an ideal temperature, what would be your ideal temperature? Okay. So and this I is need a question for everyone, by the way. I went back to Queensland 
for the first time after two years, just in the last couple of weeks. And I needed to be not so hot that it's sweating. So maybe 24. Okay. But I want it to be humid because I got there and my, and it, it wasn't raining, but yeah, I was like, oh, my skin isn't, isn't being drawn from like a vampire is in every single pore. What's happening? Why does my skin feel like it can move and isn't about to crust into dust if I look at it wrong? Oh, is it because there's water in this air? Must be. It's dry here. <laughs> Danielle, what's your, what's your perfect temperature? I have actually thought about this quite a lot over the years. Um, I say for me it is uh, 27 degrees, but uh, unlike Erin, who who wants a humid heat, I find that I feel like the moisture in the air like is it like attracts the moisture from my skin, and so the moisture that would be on my skin is actually sweat. So I would find Erin, uh, if you are dry, you can moisturize your skin, and 27 degrees, in in my opinion, is is beautiful. <laughs> and and you can be outside, you can walk in a dry heat. There's not the sweat. You get a breeze. Oh, 27 degrees. Okay. I, I feel bad now. Like I feel intimidated by you going hotter than me, so I have to bump <laughs> well, it up to like twenty five. Twenty five point five. Then let's see if the boys go hotter. Okay, Daniel, what do you, what's your what's your ideal temp? Not too far off Danielle's. I can't hear. I don't like humidity. If I'm here, if it's humid, I've got to be on holiday in like North Queensland or Fiji or something. Uh, I like 26, 27, 28, somewhere in that bracket. Dry. And the cool breeze in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, little bit of cloud cover as well. Good, ta- good warm Tassie days. I think are the best days in Australia. To be honest, I've been down there when it's been like 27, 28. I, you can't, you can't get much better than that. Feels hotter. ATB mm. yours? It's just like twenty one inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Don't have to uh, turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, exactly. Just like, just good a good lockdown temperature. You know. <laughs> See, mine, mine would be twenty six during the day. But at night, it drops down to eight. Mm. What? Wow, like I like, desert. I, I like sleeping with a duder on. Yeah. yeah. The whole the whole appeal of summer heat is that you can be outdoors at night for me. Like, I want a backyard gath. Right. I want fairy lights. I want to be walking through a park. I want there to be a band. I want there to be a fake beat. I want to go. I, I didn't. I need to go back to the South Bank. No, I want to go out wearing a jacket, and I don't want to take that jacket off inside. Put it down somewhere and forget about it. That's that's the thing. Question eight. Some guys have that. When I was conceived, my mother didn't climax feel. Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Um, is that Aaron? No, that's Alistair Trolley Virtual. <laughs> oh wow! Racking yeah. up the points. I'm really, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to do anti-guy stuff. <laughs> to put you off the scent. <laughs> All right, question, question nine. Smooch, 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 smooch. I want you in my cooch. Daniel. <laughs> yes, Daniel. Daniel? Yes, you are correct, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually to the beat of a song, I, I, I know. It's the um, uh, boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, I'd forgotten that I did that. <laughs> I don't tweet that often as well. So it's like, for some reason, one. I guess I, for the first time I tweeted in like six months, I was like, better put that online. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, I see. I go through mine sometimes. I'm like, there's no, like, there's no brand here. There's no, like, one voice. It's just like... 
depending on what time of day it is. If it's like after 10 o'clock, it's probably dirty. If it's during the day, it's probably something to do with music. It's just, I've got to get a distinct voice. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Our last question for this round. The body is so well designed. Like if you get desperately thirsty enough, you can just cry into your mouth and you'll be fine. Aaron. I heard Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Alistair? Yes, you are correct. A point there for Aaron. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. We have we have like similar but distinct brands of despair online. It seems. <laughs> I just try to you know you just try to cover cover sadness with a little bit of humor. Yeah, I don't cover it. <laughs> is no. my problem. That's because you, you like have... things ho- you like things hotter than I do. I need yeah. a blanket. You know, yeah, for... you've got some. You've got some a uh, hug. What do? You, how's that Sweden? Sweden comfy? Yeah. Hug. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word. Mm. I'm sorry, Sweden. All right. At the end of that round, the scores are: Aaron, you're on one point. Daniel, you're on two points. Danielle, you're also on two points. Been in the lead on five points. It's Alistair Trombley Virtual. Oh, oh my gosh, I've never been in the lead before. There That's... you go. <laughs> These three can combine and still. See. <laughs> All right, this round is called Presence is Presence Enough. Now, this is a new round, same rules. In this round, we talk about those presents that we've received and have remembered for reasons that could be good or could be bad. And today we're talking about mm. a present that Danielle was gifted just this last Christmas from her father. But what was it? And what was the story behind it? Was it A, Danielle was given a carton of morning fresh washing up liquid that he saw fall off the back of a truck in the supermarket car park and waited until it was safe to grab it? Was it B, he gave her a bottle of head and shoulder shampoo he got for free from a prostate cancer fundraiser? (laughs) Or C, he gave her six tins of stag chilli that he had in his COVID bunker that he was disappointed he never got to use. Now, one of these is true. You can ask Danielle as many questions as you want, but bear in mind, she wants you to get it wrong, so she gets your point. You don't have to answer all together in unison. You can answer A, B, or C. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. They are all very similar. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> hard. I, it could be. Uh, um, how? Because you, you, your dad's in far north Queensland, yeah? Yes, but I went home for Christmas. Yeah. I just don't know if, if a far north Queenslander would build a COVID bunker is all. This is a, par- paranoid about it up there. I mean, it's also like a thing where you know it's a it's it's a bunker, so you know you've got cyclone season as well. True. You've got um, lots of things to be fearful of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just recently there was the um, tsunami. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. um, El Nino <laughs> stuff going on up there. Um, apart from just the COVID as well, you can, know, you've got you to paint, be prepared. Can you paint a picture of the, uh, of the COVID bunker for us? Yeah, it's just, um, a shipping container that, cause my granddad, he drives graders and stuff. He's just sort of like dug into the ground, um, and then put sort of just the sand back on top. It's not, also, it's not fully in the ground either, mm. um, but... <laughs> Because um, for Christmas, one of my nephews who lives on the same property as my nana and granddad, he got um, two grand worth of dirt, um, is how he explained it to me, um, for them to build um, dirt bike tracks over. So it sort of doubles as the jumping point off that you sort of start um, the dirt bike track from. So it's part um, dirt bike track, part um, COVID bunker. And so does the fact that you can't really get any air in or out of a closed uh, 
shipping container, does that help protect from sort of the airborne transmission? Is that the idea? Well, I mean, it's also in the middle of nowhere, um, which will sure. help keep COVID away. So if you can yeah. just go there. Um, and that's why it's sort of a bit above the ground, a tiny bit too, so that there can be a tiny bit of ventilation sure. come in and out from the outside world. See, I believe that this bunker is real, but I just don't believe that at Christmas when Omicron was popping off, that that would be the moment for him to decide, oh, there's, I've never met anyone with COVID. It must be over. What? There's thousands of people with COVID now. Now's the time to decide that I haven't, that these are leftovers. Like, I just don't think that's the right timing for there to be leftovers from COVID. Well, it was sort of like, so basically um, COVID started to pop off after, like just after Christmas in Townsville because that's when, the, as you know, the borders open to Queensland. And mm. so, you know, it's sort of like the, the prep, but also there's lots of stuff going on up there. People are preparing the way they prepare for cyclone season for COVID, um, which is just get everything you can from the shops, you know, but some stuff people don't want. Mm. Tell us about your dad's prostrate. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, he just got invited to the ball. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> he just got invited to the ball through work, um, which is just a – he works at a bank and they invited him to the ball and they just had sort of freebies on a table, so he grabbed a few for me. Okay. What else did he grab? Um, some hand sanitizer, um, some pens, <laughs> Um, there's some McDonald's branded socks, um, a teddy bear, and um, yeah, just some sort of allergy sprays. Sounds like this is correlating with the bunker as well. Sounds yeah. like he's adding to the stores yeah. in the yeah, bunker. Did they hold the ball in the bunker? <laughs> well, it wasn't enough social distancing for the amount of people within the bunker. <laughs> sure. And uh, what's your... How far from the Woolies would this box of uh, Morning Fresh have been? It's like, is it just really close to the back dock roller door? Or, or you know, like, how did, did he watch it fall off? Yeah, so essentially, um, you know how they've got those sort of, like, car parks? Those, I don't know if they have them in the city, but sometimes they just have sort of areas that are just sort of, like, for the trucks to pull over near a shopping centre, but... Um, they get the trucks can, like they can just sleep in them overnight and then they can go finish their load or whatever and um he just sort of like saw it there and then went over and was like i'll wait here for this i've got i recently got an suv i've got space in the boot for some of this this will this can divvy up it's the first time all the girls have been home for christmas <laughs> yeah get, get them all a few morning freshes so it was a box of morning fresh not just one bottle no, not just one bottle. They wouldn't wait on the side of the road for one morning. You know, it was a box no. of them. Um, so twenty four or twelve. <laughs> like the, I don't know how many because I didn't get, I didn't get, um, I didn't get twenty four morning fresh bottles. We talking <laughs> liter or half a liter? The ones that are like tall. I guess that yeah, they're like not the concentrate. I can go, the, the the good stuff like the the half yeah. Liter, I'll yeah. go. R- can go read it i can't see from here if you want because i'm next near the kitchen Should be but, sick. It would help yeah i think it's probably it. about from here i'd say it's about 1.1 1. 1, 1. 1.2 how yeah. big is the big morning fresh yeah that's, that's about pretty it. big 
Yeah. You're getting six, you're getting six of those in a box from memory. I used to just stack shelves at Woolies. Oh, yeah, I used to stack stack of. Oh, yeah. did both your boys go in at night and do it when everyone was closed, or was it a twenty-four hour one? No, until midnight. Yeah. So Dad's yeah. divvied them up for us. Yeah. Which, He's kind which of wool- open and divvied them up. <laughs> <laughs> um, which wait, which Woolies did you do? Because I was. Were you living in? Did you ever live in Canberra? No, I did no. live in Canberra, but I did Buttons Bay. Woolies. Okay, I, all right, I did it. It was Kipax Woolies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Do people think they know what they're going? What the answer is? Yes. All right, we'll go with you, Daniel. You seem pretty pretty confident. I reckon I'm going to go with morning fresh. You going morning fresh? Morning okay. fresh for the win. All right, Aaron, what do you think? A morning fresh. Morning fresh and ATB. I'm going to go head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alistair Trombley Birchall, you are correct. It was the head and shoulders, yes, from the prostate ah, cancer. Function. Man, this is. Ah. I am having a run like it's like never before. I, I don't know what to do with success. Uh, what threw me off was it looked like you were making up the other items. Was that a lie? No, yeah. um, we got. I've got a photo of all the items. Yeah, Danielle sent me this photo last night. The socks um, look great. I actually would be very happy with the McDonald's socks. Yes, I got, and also the the head and shoulders. By the way, it's it's specifically for men. <laughs> um, so I got that. There's some Avene um, cleansing gel, uh, Cold Shield nasal spray, Cerave moisturising lotion, um, also Blackmore's allergy shield nasal spray, which is is different from the Cold Shield nasal spray, and um, some sort of. Yeah, samples plus um, free pens that came with it. How was this all well. packaged up for you, Danielle? Was it like in um, a little basket or just in a box wrapped up? In, or? in one of those like gift bags that you oh, give okay, people yeah. gifts in at Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Dad just said that's from the prostate cancer ball <laughs> <laughs> when he gave them to us. Um, yeah, he. I mean, he didn't even see what was funny about it at all. But you know, it wasn't even probably the strangest gift that Christmas. So that's fine. Uh, <laughs> at the end of that round, the scores are: Aaron, you're still on one point. Daniel, you're mm. still on two points. Danielle, you're now on four points. In the lead now on six points. It's ATB. Mm. Good right, stuff. We're going to take a break. We'll come back after these messages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. All right, this <laughs> round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about someone else on the panel, if you think it's true, you'll say yeah. Think it's a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want, but bear in mind they want you to get it wrong so they get your point. So to Danielle, in year eight, when Dan was at school, he let out the school cow from the agricultural section onto the campus. The cow ran wild through the school for an hour, and Dan never fessed up that it was he who let it out. Yeah or nah? Um. Okay. So you're at the. You went to ag coal. What's that? Ag- you went to agricultural college? No, no, we had a um, like a, a plot at the uh, my high school okay. a section that was just just one cow on some grass. Yeah. What what sort of cow was it? 
Uh, the black and white, the black and white ones. Oh, okay, and what, What's, why uh, was it there? For uh, milking purposes, and so you could, you know, we had chooks, uh, a cow, a pig, all your standard farmyard animals. <laughs> did they just have one of each? Is that they just sort of? It was a pretty. Um, it was a public high school in a small country town, so I, they, I thought they did quite well to get one pig and one cow. Probably four what, or five chooks. What did you do with the pigs? Just th- threw stuff at it most of the time. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we uh, it just was in a little tiny pen that was quite. Now I think about it, it's quite inhumane, but um, it had a great life later mm. in our tummies. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> And so you want me to guess no for this, is that correct, Joel? Does Daniel want me to guess no so he gets a point or do I just guess what I'm you, trying to work you, out you just guess. what his motivation is? So he doesn't get any points if I guess wrong or right. Yeah, it's no, if you me. guess wrong, he gets a point. Okay. Yeah. Because he's not selling it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, currently I want to say no, but so what? So you had a pig. Some yeah, but it was a, yeah, but the cow got loose. One cow, and you're saying it was a. So you said it was a public school. Public high school. Public high. school. But they mm. had. No, I let it out. Why'd you let it out for? Just to, for a laugh. For How'd the, you have keys to open the? It was just a latch, off. just a simple latch. Okay, no keys needed. Okay, this is false. There's no way they wouldn't tie up a fucking cow. <laughs> That's got to be false. You gonna say nah? I want to say nah, but I don't know. I want to say nah. I'm going to say nah. You are incorrect. This is a true story. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> they wouldn't yes. lock it up with keys. Like yeah. cows can't do locks. Like there's no point to have a key. Just put the no, latch on. No, but for on. the kids. <laughs> for this exact purpose. <laughs> I'm with Danielle. Any animal enclosure I've ever seen is like Fort Knox. Yeah, we had a frog pond at my school that was covered in mesh. Not in nine ninety eight. So, so the cow gets out, Dan. How yeah, we much, let it out? We let it out. Um, we let it out at the start of lunch, or at the end of our. We had a double period. We let it out at the end of the double period, and her name was Cadbury, and she was pretty, friend, like friendly. They used to do Cadbury cow drops with her, so they'd mark a hundred squares on the school oval, and wherever she shat in the square, if you had that number, you'd win a grand or whatever. So yeah. she would. She would very a very, grand. Yeah, good, good, good money, huh? Um, what kind of school is this? Is this is at the fair. Or yeah, the fair. State? Sorry, I probably should point okay. that out. It was not a, every yeah. day. What's the Michelle? Teachers weren't just running a, a gambling ring on the weekend. Like, yeah, well, like, right. you see, you can afford one pig, but pay every kid a grand every time the cow shits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, me and my friend James, not we opened the thing and didn't like call her out, but just left it thinking she'll just make her way out, and then. Probably 20 minutes later, we were in our little area, in Area D on the Oval, and there she goes, just like <laughs> cruising through the thing. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Um, and we knew where the school is, the front gates of the school. We knew, you know, we didn't think about traffic and everything. We were quite close to the busy road, but we knew she couldn't get onto the road. So yeah. it was just a, a really good 45 minutes. And to, still to this day, nobody fessed up. Well, we didn't fess up. Nobody got the blame. Just got away with it. Well, let's hope that they don't listen to the podcast. You're going you're to have detention after this. All right, point there to Dan. Now, to Dan. Al once spent a month alone with a dog. By the end of the month, Al was convinced that he could speak dog. Yeah or nah? 
<laughs> uh, give us a, what, what rough year was this, Al? Rough year? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, this would have been maybe about like 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we probably met. We probably met in about 2010. Yeah, about two, 2010. You didn't seem like a dog whisperer at that point. Um, I don't whisper. I speak. I speak at full volume. <laughs> <laughs> um, what sort of dog did you spend a month with? It was a Labrador, pretty, a black lab. Probably the most talkative of all the dogs. Mm. What? No, so, Labradors aren't that talkative. You don't reckon? No, they're quiet, placid things. Little, little yappy, little yappy yeah. dogs are way more talkative. Oh, I saw, I'm sort of thinking more like, you know, oh, how you, okay. get them, you get them roused up and they start, you know, what do you say? See, my yeah. theory is they get to seven, they just turn into like big bean bags, those dogs. True. Um, what, what sort of stuff were you talking about? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, like kind of dog stuff, like uh, <laughs> you want to you play, uh, you know, I'd kind of know what, and sort of know what bark would mean, like, all right. Yeah. Had, had you been watching the film Son of Sam by any chance? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet. Don't no, want to give I'm, it away, but there's a bit of a talking dog scene. Yeah, I did, did watch a bit of Homeward Bound back in my day. I don't know if you saw that. There was a few talking animals in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a modern-day Milo and Otis, but with, <laughs> where, where they put voices over them. Um, you, you, uh, you know, a few, a few, I guess a few things you could say, like, like that, you know, that's that one's a good one. Um, so what are you saying there, though? Hey, oh, then that's uh, get ready, here it comes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, um, and so a month and you didn't leave the house for a month, you just laid down with this dog for a month. Yeah, my parents had just um, were away and they were like, Can you watch our dog? And then it's just me and the dog, and then the you know, you just eventually you're just like, oh, you, you understand everything that they're saying and you can kind of say it back. I don't know if they understand everything, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I was basically fluent. I think it's more tone though with dogs, isn't it? Sure, it is a tonal language. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's not that different from Mandarin. And... <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. Daniel, you are correct. This is a true story. Yes. <laughs> That's just weird. I don't know. You just spend a lot of time alone and you're like, I think I got this. I think I can sort of, you know, if you took t- t- took me to Dogtown, I could probably, I could hold my own. It's funny that it took you a month to believe that you could understand a dog to the level that most people understand a dog they just met. <laughs> I made it sound like it was a big achievement, but actually I'm a slow learner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now you get a point there, Daniel. So to Al, in lockdown, Erin got hit in the head by her fire extinguisher when it rolled off the top of the fridge. It hit the floor and Erin was worried it would explode, so they put it outside. While crying, though, from the pain, Erin's flatmate came home and told Erin to quickly go get the extinguisher before it blows up in the hot, hot sun. Yeah or nah? Wow, okay. So was it one of these, uh, like, ones that are, like, a kind of like a... You know the th- thickness of like a you know like let's say like a lumberjack's arm, or was it like one that's kind of like thick like a, you know like a like a like a speed skater's thigh? Um, like my water bottle, okay, like yeah. like just like the standard small house size. Sure, sure, sure. And I guess it was laying down the handle. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not quite. I guess I'm 
So I'm not it was in the... whether or not it could roll off the top of the fridge. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find it because it was in, like, it wasn't out. It was just there in a box. So I grabbed it out, um, but it had it had like a bracket. So you're mm. meant to put it on the wall in the bracket. So mm. I didn't realize that it wouldn't actually stand on its own because it's meant to click in for easy yeah. access in an emergency. Sure. Yeah. Right. So. Um, maybe I just missed it, Josh, but I'd set my broccolini on fire. Oh, right. So that's well, how, why how were you trying to cook it? What did you steam, but then you ran out of, uh, I was just trying to saute what? it. And that's why part of like, why I was like crying and so upset because I was just like, I know how to fry things and I couldn't understand how it had happened. Were um, you trying, were you trying that teppanyaki kind of flame thing? Well, it was trying. It was trying me. I <laughs> say, but you so say, did was did flame actually get onto the thing, or did you just overcook it? So it was it, like I was a frying pan. Mm. And I put broccolini in it. Yeah. Um, and then the flames licked up the edge yeah. of the sauce of the fry pan, and I was just like, "But how did and but how did this happen?" And my housemate Becky, uh, Becky, Becky, Becky on Twitch, if anybody is a fan I'm um following her now hang on yeah yeah very funny very good anyway becky i love you um yeah um she reckons that there must have been like oil or grease on on the fry pan that seems yeah. like a likely scenario but i've never caught anything on fire frying in my life what kind of oil do you use crude just like whatever <laughs> there is okay like coal's oil Coils, yeah, yeah, coils, coils. <laughs> coils. <laughs> oh, yes, coils. Um, uh, but, okay. yeah, so... Did you have a concussion? See, can I just say, with the oil question, that's a good question, because I always cook in olive oil, and I know it's not meant to be cooked, not meant to use it for cooking. Is that right? Because it changes the, the scientific nature of it. Maybe so, it mm-hmm. was that. I don't know. No, I but just I, I do it all the time. Oil. Yeah, I, I think... I heard, like, sunflower or uh, is better for peanut is I think better. it's one of those things that's debatable. Um, All right. But yeah, no, could have um, been. But I think it does change the, uh, you know, the, the molecular structure of some of those fatty acids, some of those be- better oleic acids or yeah. something like that, and they become they don't have those triple bonds anymore. And then anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, there was a big fire, and also the extinguisher broke a pot plant. Really, so, like a pot plant next to the fridge? Yeah, and it was Becky's pot plant, and I already broke all her cer- like a bunch of her ceramics already. So Is this I felt at really Becky, bad. Becky, Becky, Becky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry um, for breaking your ceramics, Becky. You know which ones. So when you oh, were no. crying and she walked in and the extension was outside, was she annoyed with a pot plant? Is that why she kind of said, get it inside and didn't do it herself? No. Um, she didn't say angrily. She okay. said it concernedly. Because mm. I was like, I've put it outside so it doesn't explode from the, from the, from the bang, from the yeah. collision messing up the pressure so i was like that's gonna explode i'll put it outside and she's like well what if it explodes from the sun and then i'm like well fuck we need to find a spot for this to explode because it's happening either way back in the fridge in the fr- fr- freezer i didn't think of no. that <laughs> i mean it's you know the thing where people hide then indiana jones hide in the fridge from a nuclear blast and that seemed to protect protect them so it might work the other way if you put the nuclear blast inside the fridge <laughs> well i honestly that terrifies me yeah <laughs> Right. I have well, no idea how that would happen, so I'm glad that I don't have a fire extinguisher anymore. Yeah. What do you think? Because I'm be? safe. I'm going to guess that um, a big... I'm going to say that it's true, 
you are correct. Yes, another point there for ATB. Yes. I reckon a big lid also could be a good solution for a for a, a pan fire. But if you have a big lid. <laughs> it just went out because broccolini's not that big. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did it leave a mark on your head where it hit you? Um, no, and I'm not sure if it actually hit me on my head or not. I don't remember, so that might mean Maybe yes, it did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a concussion. It hit me somewhere. Depends how tall your fridge is, really, though. It was taller than me, so it okay. fell down. Yeah. It was on plonk yeah. on me, plonk on the pot like plant, plonk on the fall ground. Up, like get a Imagine off that. A jump. <laughs> <laughs> it fell off a it, cook on the top of your fridge and went up like that. Okay, so I'll put that. under the chin like an uppercut. <laughs> get you. <laughs> Put that out. So to Erin, now growing up, Danielle's grandfather had a lot of sayings he would pass on to her, which she thought were very wise. She always thought of them fondly until recently when she discovered that one of them, which was, you'll never, never know if you never, never go, was ripped off a Northern Territory tourism ad hosted by Daryl Summers. <laughs> so I, thought, I thought that was from The Great Outdoors. As in the TV show that had yeah. Ernie Dingo as one of the, the hosts? Yeah. I was in love with Ernie Dingo when I was little and I got upset when my mum said she saw him at the airport with his wife and kids. <laughs> I was like, oh. Me too, actually. Yeah? Yeah. He made it look like it would be fun to go places. No, he used to do comedy. He started <laughs> off as a comedian. I want to see really? him get back. Well, don't make him more attractive to me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already mourning. <laughs> um, Ernie Dingo, if you're listening, come on the show. Get back into stand-up. It's a good time to get into stand-up. <laughs> oh, um, okay, Danielle. So, like, okay, so when, under what circumstances would he say this to you? Um, like if we'd be bush bashing or, um, yeah, like driving down some un like uncovered road or something that like no nobody had been down in a long time or or we'd be off on a trail in the rainforest or something like that he'd just sort of say it like a like a like you just say it you know like shit happens then you die or yeah if you never never go then you'll never never know or you never look a dog in the eyes or you know like <laughs> traditional family sayings that my family have okay. Alistair is that true that you yeah. never look a dog in the eyes <laughs> Yeah, when no, not when they're talking. It's the opposite <laughs> of humans. So did it? So how did you feel about finding out that this was from a tourism ad? Like, um, why did why was that weird? Well, it was it wasn't weird. It was just I thought it was like a saying everybody said, okay. and then when I found out it wasn't a saying everybody said, I was like, oh. That's quite a nice one Grandad's actually coined there as opposed to um, shit happens, then you die or don't look a dog in the eye, which is about <laughs> a vicious dog in particular. Um, but um, then I sort of was Googling it a bunch and then I found out like all, all of the stuff online about it says it just comes from a Northern Territory tourism campaign with um, Daryl Summers and then that set, made it seem less sort of like my granddad was a magical man giving wisdom and more like he'd just been watching um, TV. Now, for our international listeners, uh, Daryl Summers hosted a long-running TV show called Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, which time has not been uh, kind to. <laughs> but the cast of Hey, Hey, It's Saturday will not let it go. Instead of just going, yeah, it was a different time, we're very sorry, they, they keep on fighting for it and they keep on bringing it back. <laughs> I... Except 
that I might be wrong about the origin of it and that it may come from a tourism ad. And I... So... I don't... I don't know. I don't know whether this is true or not, Danielle. Can you give me a clue? <laughs> I've, I've given you a few clues. No, but like another one. If you've got any other questions, I can answer them for you. Well, I'm tired. Um... <laughs> Um, what about like, okay, so like, um, did he make up any others on his own? Like, why would you think he made it up? Well, I, I said some others, which was, um, shit happens, then you die and, and don't look a dog in the eyes. I'm pretty sure that shit happens, then you die is not made up by your grandfather either. Oh my God. I, need that, to start. I just never heard anybody say it before him. I feel, um, I don't know where it's from. But I feel like we can Google that. Well, Danielle can't Google that because she's. Got I, very, I don't want to ruin my childhood ve- anymore. Very strict restrictions on her internet. Any bad words, they just <laughs> cut it off. So. All right, what do you think, Erin? Yeah or nah? Nah. You gonna say nah? It was yeah. Point there for Danielle. Was I'm so true? bad at this game today. <laughs> okay, it's okay. So, Daryl Summers influenced yeah. you, inspired you. His well, I mean, he didn't inspire me. I guess he inspired my granddad. Which in turn inspired you, so, you know. Yes. It's, a, it's all the trickle-down effect. Yeah. I don't think it's the great outdoors because when I Googled it, the stuff that came up was all oh, to do with the... It's absolutely the Northern Territory Tourism Campaign. It was I remember a that. Oh, I'm, just, campaign. I'm just wrong. Yeah. Okay. It was like 1994 or something when you mm. Google it. Yeah. Um, so it was like before I have living memory, but... Um, it, was, it was a super <laughs> successful why. campaign, though. Like, was it more than see you in the NT? <laughs> yes, more than see you in the NT. <laughs> more than uh, the Scott Morrison um, approved, um, which was uh, Where the Bloody Hell Are You? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wrote that one. That was yeah. him. Did he? Oh. Yeah. All right. I've had, a, I've had a quick Google. Yes. And <laughs> I, don't, I can't figure out who said it, but I know that shit happens and then you die is on like pillowcases. And posters, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know I who didn't said Google it. that one, so I, was... I have not checked. That's just something my family have, all, have always said, and I just have assumed, like the others, like never look a dog in the eye, <laughs> which it could be also on pillowcases and stuff. I, think I guess that, I think that one's Confucius, so I think that one was <laughs> properly. It would be wise. so good if your granddad did invent shit happens in your die and he hasn't made a cent from the royalties. <laughs> Holy shit, that's getting so. It's like the, um, the smiley face in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the end of that round, the scores are Aaron, still on one point. Daniel, four points. Danielle, five points. In the lead on seven points is ATB. Mm. All right, this is our final round. It's called Who, 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about you four. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. Point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. Here we go. Question one, who's dad? Follows an Instagram page that just posts pictures of bar stools. Aaron. Alistair. Yes, Aaron. Danielle. You are correct. Just point there for Aaron, yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Is he in the, in the market to buy some bar stools? I don't think so. I think he just tried to start following pages after. One time I went on his Instagram and I realised he was following mostly like sexy bikini ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I messaged him because I was like, I just looked through all the people you follow and it's just sort of sexy bikini ladies and then me and my sisters and then your clients at work <laughs> um, and everybody can see who you follow so you might want to um, 
unfollowed the sexy bikini ladies just for work purposes. Yeah. Um, and then he said, um, cheers, thanks for the heads up. Um, and then he followed sort of like just a bunch of like watch pages and sort of magazine pages and I guess the bar stool page. And now the only sexy lady on it is like a lady who, who does like wear a bikini, but she also plays the violin so it's classy. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I think the uh, bunker would look lovely with a couple of bar stools lined yeah. up along the back. <laughs> Some chi- Chico roll posters up. Yeah, be good. And some, and some violin music. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. Who here is scared of ghosts, even though they do not believe in ghosts? Alistair. Yeah. Yes, Alistair. Aaron. Yes, you are correct. That is Aaron. Yes. Wouldn't it be just so much more scary? Like, if you see a bear, you're scared, but you're like, I know bears exist, so yeah. I'm not. I'm just scared of their power. But if I see a ghost, then I'm like, well, now I have to reassess in this very moment the entire fabric of my belief system. I yeah. 100% agree. If you're like, if you're going for a walk in the in the Canadian woods, you'd be yeah. like, All right, I'm on the lookout for bears. Yes. If you're in your lounge room and a bear's yes. in the next room, you'd be way more scared. Yeah. Same as <laughs> yeah. ghosts. But even like that's unlikely, but it's still yeah. possible. But if I see something impossible, that means I'm crazy. If there's a bear in my lounge room, it means something's gone terribly wrong, but it's not my fault. My thing, what with, about- my thing with ghosts is people who believe in ghosts, because I don't believe in them. Mm-mm. And it's like when smart people who I like start talking about ghost sightings they've had, and I'm like, well, I think you're just lying to me now. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, this, I, can't, I can't contribute to this conversation. So my in-laws are very much into spirits and ghosts and i'm like well this is just a conversation i think you're all just making up stories here yeah but also if you see a ghost it means that death isn't the end right that's more terrifying that's so much that's a third layer of fear that oh but i mean i reckon firstly it would be lovely to know that if i die i could continue but then also what 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 the experience of being a ghost would be like would be is unknowable because none of your sensory organs go with you when you die so you might just be floating around as a mist right yeah if i see a mist i'm not gonna have to reevaluate my religious beliefs atb (laughs) if i see a mist i go oh look at that mist i'm not scared i i have i have a weird thing where i don't know if i don't know what i think but i i didn't believe sorry josh i don't know at the same time i don't believe in ghosts but at the same time i saw a ghost (laughs) And, um, <laughs> and I, talk, I talked about it in one of my shows and I found like I could move on. If it was a normal crowd, I could just move on after. Ha ha, bit of fun. But if, if there were old people in the crowd, it would go weird because I think they were closer to death and they were <laughs> like, please tell us more. We need to know what's going to happen to us. But I don't have the answers, you know. I just saw my nana's dad. Oh. So when you saw that... How did you deal with the the double whammy? Like, did you just go, something impossible is happening, cool? Well, I was a small child and didn't understand. So essentially I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night, mum was jumping on my bed, I decided to run into mum and dad's room to get dad so we could stop j- mum from jumping on my bed. Um, when I got into mum and dad's room, mum and dad were both asleep in their bed. Um, from that point on, I started to call everything in my life. Edward, I started to call like... Um, my motorbike, Edward, I started calling my Barbie dolls, Edward, I started calling everything in my life, Edward. And then my Nana pulled me aside one night and was like, why do you keep calling everything Edward? And I was like, there's this man and he comes to me in the middle of the night and he plays me the harmonica and he tells me jokes and he looks just like mum and his name's Edward. 
Um, and then my Nana started crying and then she was like uh, saying that her dad was the only taxi driver in Tully and that he used to wake her up in the middle of the night to tell her stories and, and play her the harmonica because if not, he'd work all day. And he looked a lot like my mum and his name was Edward. But my Nana, her dad, she was an orphan by the time she was 21 and she never she never talked about her parents really. Um, so like my mum didn't know any of that information and like she never talked about them. So it's like, well, how the fuck did I know any of that? But at the same time, um, I don't know anything about the world and um, I don't know what's going on. Is that not scary? No, I don't care. Mm. I'm very blasé about everything. I'm like, oh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen about everything. Um, I I don't know. I don't really believe in ghosts, but it would suck. Like I like, like Alice said, I like the idea of being a ghost and being able to go everywhere. But if you just were in the place you died, oh. that would be so like, or if you're just sitting on someone's bed every night playing harmonica. For, <laughs> this is like this what? Is what I think, Dan. The worst one. Every, every old theatre you go to is haunted by a ghost. Can you imagine mm. being that ghost watching yeah. the shittest country theatre just over and over every <laughs> night? Oh, they're going to do Grease again this year. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! I've got to watch that. It would just Jill- be the worst existence. I like that you've decided that it's like an, a good performer who has good taste because in my mind the only ghost who would choose to haunt a theatre is like the one who never got to go on stage or never got the lead role. He's like, finally. <laughs> All right, next question. Who here once rode home from school with an ice cream bucket on their head because all the kids' bike helmets at school were put in the incinerator? Danielle. Oh, yes, Danielle. Is that... Um, ATB. No, that is Daniel Connell. A point uh, off, Daniel. <laughs> God damn it. I was a bit slow, uh, but I thought it might be you because your school had a cow and I'm like, well, yeah, rich show. You're going to have an incinerator too, hey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is primary school and um, the kids, they're like 18-year-old kids, broke, like came into the school during the day and took all the helmets off the bike racks and put in in the incinerator and we, I remember the like just this massive black cloud going over the school over from the plastic that electric pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Mr. Fetterplace, my teacher, gave us all ice cream buckets with the string just to get home. And nothing fills you with confidence when your favorite teacher compares your brain to <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got home. I reckon you would have been worst <laughs> off with that with that ice cream container. Oh, you could fall yeah. down. Like yeah. 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 All right, question four. Whose grandfather built them a cubby for their birthday? It took weeks for them to to build it, but they kept it a surprise by telling this person it was a doghouse, even though the cubby was two metres off the ground. Alistair. Yes, Alistair. I feel like Danielle's grandpa plays a big part in her life, and so I'm going to say Danielle. You are correct. Yes, that is Danielle. Oh, yes. I even tried to pretend to say a word when you were about to speak <laughs> to try and throw you off. <laughs> There's even yeah, there's a lot of buzzwords there. Dogs. Dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. almost said pig murder. Yeah. <laughs> pig murder was implied. Uh, okay, question five. Who here started eating the green part of the carrots? Daniel. Aaron. Uh, yes, Daniel. Aaron? No, it was oh, no, AT- ATV. Shit. <laughs> Point off, Daniel. <laughs> is, yeah. this a, is this a, a dad thing? Alistair? It's just a. It's just become a fuck it thing. I think it's just like, oh well, yeah. So, I don't know. So you I mean the noticed... tops? You mean like the stuff that's poking out of the ground when they? Well, growing. I just mean like, cause like you know, the, most carrots you don't get the actual greenery on them, yeah. so you just get that stub. And I've realized that, cause normally I, I eat like, it's the only way I kind of get a lot of vegetables. 
because I just eat a lot of carrots and I realized that those stubs would just get left around and I was just like one day I was like try it I go it doesn't really taste any different it just seems gross <laughs> but then I find other stuff grosser I can't eat anything that's soggy yeah. like that but but this I just has just become my thing now I'm a guy who eats the top of the carrot <laughs> I just calling you carrot top, man. Oh, it's not poisonous. I thought there might be poisonous, and I was about to have a big reveal, but then that would have been a really good reveal. Yeah, it really ruined my day. I'm so sorry. Question six: Whose first job was diving into ponds to retrieve golf balls? Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Is this? Um, is oh, I'm worried that um. Daniel Connell just did an intake of breath to do what I did, which was throw me off the scent, <laughs> and and that he'll have beat me at my own game. Um, but um, but is it is it ATB? No, it's Daniel Connell. It's Daniel. Oh, God damn it! Oh, you got me. You did that too on purpose, didn't you? That intake of breath. Oh, yeah. you got me. Yeah, high school had a golf course as well, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a big old pond. How much? Did, oh, so, how'd you make money yes. from doing this? So, my uncle ran a sports scene in Boatman's Bay, so he'd send me and a mate in the school holidays because he played golf and he'd see the, all the balls in the ponds and tell us to go in and we'd get a dollar and he'd sell them for two or three for the good ones. Um, so, when you say so, diving, it's just like snorkel. It's not like scuba. Yeah, yeah. not not no. You put your head under a little bit, but it was mainly like up to you. Maybe you you sort of nipple yeah. nipple height. But the rangers used to come and put. Uh, red and blue bags of ink, just little plastic bags of ink into the water while we're in there to try and deter you. So you go home with like a big blue arm or like <laughs> blue up to your up to your nipples. That's that's a good ranger taking care of the environment. There. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like fish can't see now. You, you got a good deal too, because um, my my dad and next door neighbour they used to play this thing called midnight golf where they'd just get drunk and then um, hit golf balls at the back paddocks, and we had a creek as well. And then the next day they'd just tell me they'd pay me fifty cents for every ball I got, <laughs> yeah. and that was way later on, I assume, than your first job. Yeah. So yeah. it was like mm. no money. Mm, this is 97. So looking back, it is, I think, being my uncle was where I got the good deal, I think. I think if it was anyone else, I would have been jibbed probably 50 cents or 20 cents a ball. Yeah. But he, he looked after us. Yeah, I remember my first job helping my brother bag bark. We put bark into bags <laughs> and it was 50, 50 cents a bag. And it it's a big me, industry oh. in Tasmania, right? Well, it, t- took about, it took about five minutes to do a bag. So, you know, if you worked, that's why I went up to help him. So we do it quicker. You get more money. Little old growth forests and chopped down by the tree. Question seven. Who here told me they have never seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. Just watching everybody's faces there. Aaron. Yes, you are correct. It was Aaron. (laughs) Daniel, you did a little bit of a... Well, that, you did a, a slight thing, I thought. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm getting better. It's, so it's this weak. came up because I, I wrote mm. a, a lie for Erin. Do you remember the lie I wrote you, Erin? That I did a Mrs. Doubtfire in lockdown and put stuff on my face at the door. And I was like, I can't. I don't understand that. So I, I wrote a lie saying that during lockdown, every time they ordered Uber Eats in her housemates would do a, do a Doubtfire and put cream on their face and have a Scottish accent and go, hello. Isn't but isn't, isn't he dressed as a lady? Why why has it got cream on? Mrs. Doubtfire, I don't I don't want to, you've never seen it. No, I don't want to spoil it. But mm. okay, yeah, I think I think thirty years will do it. Yeah. Like it's all right. It's just um, a, she so, doesn't have her mask. 
Oh, yeah, okay. mask at that moment. So Robin yeah, Williams, okay. kick. Robin Williams is uh, was married to Sally Field, <laughs> and he just tries to throw a good birthday party for their kid, and he has like animals and stuff, and it goes out of control, and she goes, "That's it, you're not seeing the kids anymore." And so, in order to see the kids, he dresses up as a Scottish woman because his friend is a uh, effects person in films, and he applies to be the nanny, and he puts on a Scottish accent and calls himself Mrs. Doubtfire and then he grows a relationship with these kids and then and it's a great film and I can't believe you haven't seen it. Surely Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Sally Field, Robin Williams. Surely court is less hassle. Oh he than just, that. Just let him see the kids. All he did was yeah. throw him a birthday party. This is it's <laughs> But he did he did lose custody of the of the kids in court. Yeah. Mm. Go again I reckon. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> It's right. pretty expensive. You may as well just get a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and put his boobs. entire life of being a, um, he was a voiceover artist on hold. All right. <laughs> Question eight. Who hates quizzes? Because once at school, they had to compete against another school in a shopping center and they got embarrassed when they got the question wrong. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. ATB. No, that's Danielle Walker. Oh. Oh. I did a good one that time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember the question too because I had to read. Yeah, I had to read the newspaper every day. I had to watch the news. We were quizzed off the news, and um, the the question was like, um, what virus is currently overtaking? Um, fruit at the moment and I buzzed in quickly and I said citrus canica and because <laughs> that's what I thought it was because I'd heard it on the news heaps and then they said correct and then I felt good about myself and then after two questions um, then um, one of the judges said and I was like in primary school um, in year seven I'm like 11 or 12 years old and um, the judges said actually that answer is incorrect it's actually citrus canker Oh. Do you think that's fucked up by yeah, the judges? Why'd they say yes, back. then no? Yeah. Pardon? Why'd they say yes, then no? Because um, I guess it looked like they they like maybe read it off the paper, like the person who was like reading the questions mm. as opposed to the judges or whatever who were like, actually, um, she said citrus canica here, which is slightly incorrect. Anyway, it ruined all confidence I had in myself because I was worried I was going to accidentally trip up and accidentally say something that I'd misheard. I mean, it, it shows a weird seriousness to this kid's quiz that not all, that, that it didn't just have a host it also had judges yeah <laughs> that they were it was in the middle of a shopping center i'm really sorry this has happened to you because yeah. this is devastating and yeah. as, as someone who hosts a quiz i've got some bad news about today's <laughs> one as well daddy i'll look at the scores but anyway we're up to the last question here we go who here on a group assignment got a note back from a fellow group member that said that their writing was worse than the Colombian student who spoke in broken English? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. ATB. Yes, you are correct. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do the voice. I tried to do the in- take a breath thing. You went like this. You were smart. You went like you went. You, oh yeah. Went from smiling to like blank face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, that was that was true. That was a real hard day for me. Like um, realizing that I. Uh, can't communicate with humans. With yeah. humans. Yeah. So was this in your en- engineering degree? Yeah, and I mean, already engineers are not really known for writing well. But I was about to say, isn't that a sign of you a genius if you can't handwrite? Yeah, I think I think actually both geniuses and 
complete idiots have. Uh, was it your handwriting or what you actually had written? No, it was the sentences. Yeah, okay. It was the That's what like, I thought it was, yeah. Like the lead, like the ability to make any sense with sentences is that like she's like it was just I was up so late trying to correct these to try to just understand what you were trying to say with your part of the assignment. I mean, look, I, I think I've since then I've learned yeah. about revision and you're, things like that. You're a professional writer now. You, that's that's I, your job. It's the, that's the a very odd thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. At the end of the game, the scores are Aaron Michelle, one point. Boo. Well done. Daniel Walker, three points. Daniel Connell, five points. But our winner on nine points is Alistair Trombley Virtual. This Yay. is silly. This is real silly. Um, thank well you done, very Al. much. Because you win, it. you get to plug whatever you want to plug first. Well, this is very nice. It's a, it's also a very good time for me because we have a, a new season of um, uh, uh, the ABC radio show that we have. It's also a podcast called The Pop Test, which is just a science quiz thing. And there's, yeah, we're going to, we think the first episode on heating is out. <laughs> if you want to learn about heating <laughs> and how humans learned how to heat things. And can that be found wherever podcasts are found? Absolutely, Great. wherever podcasts are found. Maybe even beyond there on the ABC okay. Listen app as well. Oh, yes, of course. Great. So look that up. Uh, Daniel Connell, where can people find you? Uh, you can go to Instagram or Facebook, Daniel Connell Comedy. Got a new show, Gutless Wonder, at all the festivals on sale now. Excellent. Uh, Danielle? Um, also on uh, mostly Instagram. I don't know the names of the other handles, but I think I'm... Dan, I think I'm Danielle Walker Comedy on Instagram. I think maybe. Let me just have a little. Um, yeah, and on yes, I'm on, Danielle Walker on Twitter. Comedy. You're Dan Walker Comedy. Yeah, there we go. And then uh, again, similar. Nearly all the festivals except for Adelaide, I think Perth, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Melbourne. What's your show Sydney. called this year? Uh, nostalgia. Nostalgia. Great. And Aaron, where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at Aaron Makes Creative Choices, and on Twitter. At Aaron Michelle BRB. Are you doing live shows around? I'll let you know. We're doing one together. We're doing one together uh, next uh, Tuesday on the 9th? Yes. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. At, don't, uh, don't show up on Tuesday. Tuesday. At the Grace Darling Hairbrush yeah. Comedy. I'm hosting. You're on. That's going to be fun. Hey, hey, can I just, can I just say also, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that I'm on Alistair TB. And also, just because I have, we're, we're redoing Teleport that we did at last year's comedy festival and as part of a Fringe Rebound in Melbourne. Yep. And also, I'm doing, doing Melbourne's comedy festival. If you have, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just, just, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to sell any tickets. Uh, hey, um, I'm doing my shows in Melbourne on the 12th to 24th for the comedy festival. It's called Modern Contemporary. Get tickets. Also, this Saturday, if you listen to this the week it comes out, I'm doing. Uh, a podcast at Comedy Republic. The guest list is Cal Wilson, Dilrock Jazz singer, Matt Stewart and Grace Jarvis. So make sure you go and get tickets. Also, if you're in Launceston, I'm doing Modern Contemporary on the 1st of April. And also in Adelaide, I'm doing the podcast on Feb 19. And uh, the full lineup is uh, Becky Lucas, Nazim Hussain, Nikki Britton and Harley Breen. So make sure if you're in Adelaide, get, get some tickets, Adelaide. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> For seven years, you've said, bring the podcast over. I'm bringing it over. <laughs> buy a fucking ticket. <laughs> hey, thanks, everyone. It's been lots of fun. See you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Good day, mate. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 